Okay. Yes. I just wanted to uh, apologize for a comment we had a couple of days ago encouraging you to uh, end at 8 o'clock as you did before. Uh, I realize uh, the different circumstances and you'll run this year the way you did it. And it's going to be really basically early. It's okay. It's okay. I accept your apology. Thank you. I am, am I, am I, since you're bringing that up, I will try to be more on time. Here, here's the thing. I am by myself, as is I get up pretty early, and I had to get up even earlier, and as I think that I have everything under control, and then Yosef sends me, well, today's year, there's another sponsor, so I have to run and type it up and print it, and then I have to run around and do the YouTube thing, so I apologize, things are not, I was under the impression that everybody's like me, everybody dives at 8.30, because you can't even find a million in the neighborhood that starts before 8.30. Now maybe with the restrictions, relax a little bit. So where are people running to? But no, there are people, there are doctors, there are people that go out and work. And we have to stick to the times a little bit better. First, let's... Today is the 13th day in the Oimer. We have three sponsors today. In memory of our grandmother and great-grandmother, Shoshana Bas Yitzchak. Rose Frisch, our dear Bubby or Baba, who's Nefteris, this Monday, the 26th of Nisan. Bubby or Baba, I'm not sure if he was dictating this or he wrote it like this. Holocaust survivor was an archetypical Bubby. Over here he says Bubby, who dedicated her life to her children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, always with a song in her heart and a smile on her face. My 13-year-old son and I joined your YouTube share from Toronto a few weeks ago, and now look forward to it on a daily basis. Yishkoyach, keep it up. Bezer Hashem, the Siyum on the cruise. May we continue to be part of your journey through Shas, and may our learning to be a schus for the Vteris Neshama. Avi and Moshe Baturi. So the Neshamashen Havaliyah, thanks for the sponsorship again. These sponsorships don't go into my pocket. There are actually people on salary till this day, even in Corona, that put together the eight-minute daf and, and everything behind the scenes. And the base medrash that we're trying to put together and the beautiful base medrash, so that money goes to that. It goes to the great cause, Yishrakayach. The next thing, dedicated to the Refor Shleim of Boklai Yisrael, impacted by this horrible virus we... Okay... I don't know. I'm going weiter. Yosef, is YouTube on? It is working? Okay. By me it says reconnect or something. Scary stuff. You're by yourself. I could record the whole show and there's nothing going on. Gary, also, uh, Yosef, tell me what's going on with that YouTube. Fine. Want me to record the share or not? On what? On Zoom? On YouTube, yeah. Why not? Just in case. It doesn't look good on my screen. I just happened to turn around the screen and I saw. So anyway, the, the emails are more of a way for people that are not here live. Baruch Hashem, we had a guy from Leeds yesterday or the day before. We had the guy from Australia, from South Africa, from we have all the guys from Manchester. It just gives the guys from Borough Park and, and Crown Heights, all these guys, an opportunity to, to voice their, their say and feel part of the Chabura. And, very important, to, for me at least, to start off the shir with something light, something uh, entertaining, and not jump right into the sugya. So that's why I do the emails. 
before the shear, not after the shear. After the shear wouldn't really work. Okay, the, the issue is that they have to be shorter and to the point. I got it. Here's an email from Issi Ben Zaken. Shavuot Tov Firstly, I want to echo everyone's thank yous for being one stable thing in these crazy times. Secondly, please do a shout out to my good buddy, Yaakov, and also my brother-in-law, Yaakov Toch. That's uh, Yaakov from Gimel that has the twins that said that when his twins grow up, he'll be part of the shir in life. Thirdly, I know how much you dislike it when you miss some words in the Gemara, so I just wanted to tell you the past week, it happened a few times, you explained the Gemara outside and skip those words. That's what happens when I'm here by myself. I don't have my son-in-law, I don't have Gary, I don't have anybody by myself talking to myself. It's not, it's not simple to be all uh, humorous and uh, to yourself. Try it. Go into the bathroom, say a couple jokes to the mirror. See what, ha- what happens. Anyway, thirdly, I know how much you dislike, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Then he says, regarding carrying a dog on Shabbos. And this is very important. I go to Halacha Chabur called SCP. Smichas Chavir program, highly recommended. And I think Jonathan Stefanski once spoke about it as well. So check out that program. It seems like a very nice program. And he gave me all these Marimakaimas about dogs and not dogs. And he comes out here that he is able to come with a head there to at least pet a dog if you don't move the dog. Now, I don't know if that's possible. My dog only weighs about literally a pound and a half. So if you touch him slightly, he's moving. It's not a bad idea. He says, picking up a dog might be problematic, but many hold that just petting is okay. Fine. And then, uh, either way, we didn't see in any chuvis on any difference between if you're an owner of the pet or whether it's mutter or usr, like many people say. Thanks again. Isi, Benzaken, Rechavi, Rushalayim. It's a three-page email. I'm not going to read the whole thing. And I guess we ran out of time here. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of emails piling up here. We'll have to do it a different time. Zog the Gemara with holding daf mem zayin omid aleph. Ah! Yoidu Hashem chazdoi. When we sing, all of us, 80 guys together. Ah! Unbelievable. Does anybody miss shul like I do? I think the first time in my life I wanted to go to shul. Like, I really want to go to shul. And then, and, and like, sit in a normal seat and not have a mask on my face. I'm not telling people what to do and not to do, but in our neighborhood, they're going with the Misrata Briot, that you're allowed to daven with a minion if, and they're very, very careful, everybody wears a mask, everybody's at least 8 to 10 feet apart from each other. Whoever stays, my own father told me not to go outside and don't daven with a minion, please stay inside, da 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 And there are a lot of people that are doing that, and I commend them. Everything, but I really miss Shul. I, I like... Just uh, even the physical, like I want to go back to sit in a normal seat, have a thing and appreciate what we have. Run over to the encourage, give a big kiss. But I think that when we do go back, yeah. Mayor has graduated to the Merpesa, I noticed. That was for one day. That was for one day, but once my father said that he himself doesn't even go to the Merpesa, he holds up my father a lot, so then he was able to take that as, uh, as he, he doesn't watch this, right? So he could still continue getting up. Uh, <laughs> Whatever, um, at, at, at 8.30, yeah, Vasekin, sometimes it's not Vasekin. Yeah, that was a one-day thing, it was great, but I understand them. It makes a lot of sense, you know, there were things that I, I didn't even think of, like if you go down in the elevator, what if somebody sneezed there even 20 minutes before, just, it's such a confined space, I don't know. 
Anyway, the point is that when we do go back to Shul, maybe, maybe we could take like some of this yearning to go back to Shul and maybe we won't check our emails on our phones and we'll leave that phone in our pockets. You know, I, I once took a video in America, not in America, in a different, in a country, I'm not going to say what country, in a country where every single person in Shul, besides the Chazan, was on his smartphone during Chazar Shashat. It's like, I, I think we're crazy. So anyways, we'll take this yearning, go back to Shul and treat it a little bit with more respect. By the way, this line right over here is a Magachir's dream. We just spent two lines and all we did were names. So basically, until now we were learning about buses. It's usher to hold a base. A support of muktzah. So if you have a muktzah on top, you have the wick, you have the flame that's on the oil, that's on the lamp, the lamp is muktzah. Because you're supporting muktzah. Now we're going to be discussing buses to something that's mutter and aser. Not just aser. Hitter li hitter rebbe. So rebbe Rimano says, you should know, rebbe allowed me letaltel machto be'efro. Machta, I hope this is not a non-kosher picture because they were very hard to find what a machta is. A machta, you know what I'm saying? This might be not so Jewish. The ones that are, the typical ones had like all these kind of symbols that were not very Jewish on them. This might be okay. More like a, this is an incense thing. And it has a nice cover. I was looking for something with a cover. A machta with a cover. So this is the best thing I could come by. Here's your incense. You burn it up. And what is the leftover incense? The leftover incense, the Gemara understands is muktzah, it's ashes, it has zero value, it's muktzah. Says Romanos, Rebbe allowed me to carry the, the kli, this beautiful kli, with muktzah in it. Oh, so I could carry a buses with muktzah. Says the Gemara, Omele Reb Rebbe Asi, Rebbe so Reb Zeru was just schmoozing with Reb Asi one day, and he says, listen, you heard about this, uh, you, these are the names, right? Reb Zeru, Reb Asi, Reb Yoichanon. You, you heard this from Reb Yoichanon? He tells Reb Asi, you, you heard this thing? How could it be? Oh. So there's actually a parrot called Noitel, and it's based on this word here, and that's what the mission starts off. Noitel Adam Bnoi. I could carry my son even though he's holding a stone. So my son is a buses, I'm, a, I'm holding a, a, a son. A son is, my son is not mukta. He's holding a stone, the stone is mukta. That's okay. It happens to be that the Gemara says only in a situation, a very unique situation where your son will become sick if you don't pick him up. Not sick to the point that it's a kind of fascist because that's not a chiddush. Slightly sick. Okay. But I have a heter to carry something that's mutter and aser. Or a basket that has a stone. But wait a minute, it's not just a stone. It's a basket that has fruit in it. Great. So now we have a concept of buses. A stone and fruit. My son, my child, and a, and a stone. Time of this Beperik. 
So Rebzerah turns around to Ravasi and tells him, what are you talking about? How could Rebbe say that you're allowed to carry this? This is a buses for afer for ashes. There's nothing good in here besides bad. There's bad muktzah here. Over there, the mission talks about a stone with your child. Fruit with the stone. So at least they have something else in addition to the ashes. But over here, all you have is ashes. There's a pasuk in Daniel that says these words. So the Gemara borrows this, and the Gemara does it a couple of times. He was shocked. Ravasi's like, whoa. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bomb kasha. I, I, I don't know. And then he says, you know what? Listen, in this vessel, in this machta thing, I don't know if I should show it anymore. I'm scared of this guy. I don't know. It could be it's a Christian kind of thing. In this machta thing, it has some leftover unburnt incense. So, that's also not mukta. Not mukta. With mukta, you're allowed to carry it. It's like, it's like having fruit in there. They have pictures online of the machta being Shovel. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. That's a machta of the mizbeach, and I was looking for something that has a nice cover. This is more like it. That machta that you're talking about is in the base hamikdash. I have a picture of that. I didn't like that one. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a machta in the time of the gemara, not in the time of the base hamikdash, as the gemara is going to describe soon. That it had a nice cover, and the incense will come out through those holes. So what I did was, and I was searching, searching machta, and I couldn't find it. And then I went to the art scroll. And he uses a, a, the word censor, C-E-N-S-E-R or something. And this is what popped up and it like, oh, this is it. That's what I was looking for. The macht of the Beis HaMikdash doesn't have a cover, it doesn't do anything for me. Ellie, yeah. a few people asking, Ari Mozenkis raised the, the question. Yeah. Saying, the child is just holding a stone, so then the child is also just a bus of the Dabar HaAsar. If you're saying it's talking about a Chalkala Melea Peiris, yeah. I hear, but I mean, his father, it's two objects, the Asr and the Mutter, the Kalkala and the thing. I hear, I hear. Okay, we have to look into it. Why is the Kli different than the, the child? And by the way, the reason why I called you twice yesterday, thanks for not picking up, is because I was concerned, because you didn't say a word yesterday. You have these privileges of schmoozing it in. So, but, okay, Baruch Hashem, you're back. Thanks, Noah. Just try not, try not to abuse them. <laughs> no, but I, I need to explain. Uh, again, I think I might have explained yesterday. Again, I don't care that uh, Avi just said yesterday, uh, I don't care what he says. At least somebody's talking to me. I can't talk to a wall. Now, I understand that a lot of other people would like to have those privileges, and great, and maybe other people should. Uh, and then somebody, you know, but... The point is, I, I just can't, it's just too difficult for me to just talk. Yes, I think I, I went on a 25-minute thing, and I, so I might as well just go into a room, talk into a mic, and finish. The whole, the back and forth, the camaraderie, that's what it is. It doesn't matter what you say. Just ask me dumb questions. It's great. Omar Abayah, Karatim Bey Rebbe, Micha Shivi. No, no, I was kidding, I was kidding. What? What would you say? Where's Mando? Only on Matzah Shabbos we have an issue with him. So, says Abaya, listen, it doesn't make sense. Who's Rebbe? Rebbe, the author of the of, of Mishnayis, was the Nasi of Klai Yisrael. He was an extremely wealthy individual who didn't care about two and a half cents worth of unburnt incense. So for him, 
you can't say this kli is not muktzah because there's a, a, a small amount of unburnt incense. And who says you can differentiate between a wealthy guy and an unwealthy guy? The Gemara says, oh, uh, So what if he's Rebbe? But other people do consider it. No, by Tumor you see that we look at each individual. You can't tell me Bill Gates doesn't consider this Kli Mukta because I think in the side there's a little scrap of, 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 uh, of Bussamim. Doesn't work like that. Each person, yeah, if you're a poor guy, you're gonna open it up after and you're gonna put the ashes to the side and try to grab your little incense. Shkoyach. But when it comes to Tumah, you see that a beged that's considered a beged for a per, per, poor person is not considered a beged if it's three by three, or as she says, it might be sewn differently with different thread, different material, not considered a beged for a, a wealthy person. You can't give a poor person's beged to a rich person and say, oh, it's tummy for you. For me, it's tummy. For you, the wealthy guy, it's not tummy. It's garbage. So, this is the famous graph Shere. Yeah, I know in, the, in your art school it might be spelled differently. Re'i in yeshiva, we said graph Shere. I'm calling it graph Shere. Graph Shere, and I have a picture of it actually. I think I found something decent online. Here's a commode with a nice little graph Shere. This is a little pot that you take out and you wash up. You see, there's a nice, it even comes with uh, eight minute daf toilet paper. And it's kind of dirty. I, I hope it's rust. But let's say it's not rust, right? It's kind of disgusting. And something so disgusting, the Gemara made a dispensation, the Chachamim made a dispensation. They said, it's so disgusting, we like to move it. Get it out of here. You can move it and take it out of the room, toss it out of your house. That's why we can take a, a garbage, full of garbage, and move it outside. Now exactly, if it's, you know, once you put it down, maybe it's mukta. Once you're holding it, throw it in the garbage can. But why? All that stuff in the garbage is mamish mukta. It's things you don't want, you set aside. It's all the leftovers, all the peels, all the gooey stuff. It's graf sheray, take it out. Oh, so Mela, this incense, this becomes a graf sheray. Says Rava, wait a minute, I see a big difference between these two things. This guy is disgusting and doesn't have a cover. Ignore this cover right over here. If you're talking about just the kli, doesn't have a cover. This is a beautiful thing with burnt ashes inside. Who cares? Why do you need to remove this from your table? What, what, what right do you have to remove it? Two things. It's disgusting. It makes you get the chills. It's ichi. I don't want it. Take it out of here. What's wrong with this machta? It's an open, open commode. It's an open, you know, I'm envisioning like, this is cool what the, this thing is. In those days they had like an earthenware pot. Everybody did their business in it and it's really gross. So you see, that's why Avi, I, I had to find this picture that has a cover. Because the machta of the Beis Hamikdash doesn't, doesn't fit into Rav's question. Hello, Marov, I have another Pshat. So the, the art scroll translates this word as brazier, something like that, a brazier pan. But kids are a pan. That in the pan, this is what we're discussing. It's a, 
buses ledover ha'aser v'hamutar. The kitma is the ashes. All of a sudden, the Gemara now switches. The ashes are good. They're not mukta. What could I do with ashes? A lot. Wow, Baruch Hashem, 130 people on Zoom. Unbelievable. Plus, there's about 70 people on YouTube on a given day. Maybe 30, 40 at a time, but about 70 come through. It's 200 people live. Unbelievable. The, the ashes, until now, what, what can you do with ashes? Zero. No, ashes are good. I use the ashes to cover the waste. I use the ashes to cover the spittle. I use it. So my ashes are not mukta. So it's not mukta, so why can't I carry it? What's the chiddush? I can carry it. Oh, Rebbe allowed Rebbe Rumanos to carry ashes that I need to, co- to cover stuff. Of course, it's not mukta. Oh, the ikolesh shivriyatin. Because yes, it's a basis also for, for wood, for firewood. Firewood is mukta. So now, so we have here Allah at the end of the day. If you look in the Shulchan Aruch, this is Allah If I have something, I have a drawer, I have something that has Asr and Mutter on it. So I go by whatever is more valuable, right? That's what the Mishnabur Paskins. I go with whatever is more valuable. So if, in my mind, these ashes are more valuable, then the Shivri Eitzim, I could carry it. If they're equal in value, I cannot carry it. The Heter has to be more valuable. If I have a wallet with $10,000 in there, and I have a Ragala on the other side, I cannot carry it. So it's, it's whatever is more valuable. Meisvei. Why are we passing like Rabbi Huda, not like Rabbi Shimon? About what? Buses? Buses? No, Reb Shimon also holds of the Isra buses. That we said yesterday. Reb Shimon agrees to buses. But this is buses. The question is, what happens to my Kli? Do I view my Kli as a piece of Mukta? It becomes bottle to my Mukta? Or it, it actually has value because it's holding my, my Mutter? What is this Kli? I need to know. If my Kli is a piece of Tsaya, it's a graph charay, all it is, is is waste, then my Kli is waste. If my Kli is holding food, it's a beautiful Kli. And if my kli is holding both waste and food, so I need to decide to myself, what to you, not to me, to know I'm fixed, what is more valuable? The piece of cake or that, uh, the hammer, w- whatever it is. What is worth more right now? I, okay, today's Shabbos, it's not worth anything. But I'm serious, how much value does a hammer have? It's $20 in the store. How much is this cake worth? $1. Then it's a no-brainer. You cannot carry it. So you have to make a, to you, if you don't care about hammers, and the hammer has a value of 50 cents in your mind, to you, and the cake is much more valuable, then, then you're allowed it. Meisvei. So we're going to go into it a little bit more. Vishavan here. Exactly what you're asking. Vishavan. Who's Vishavan? Rebbe Yehuda and Rebbe Shimon, they both agree, both who argue in Mukta, they both agree, Shimyezba, Shivrei Psila, Shasal Unbelievable. You're talking about a kli that has oil, and in the oil, so it is, it's extinguished. You had a lamp with a flame, extinguished flame. You have some oil. How much value does this oil have? It's burnt oil. Not burnt, but you just used it. It's not straight out of the bottle. And floating on top, you have some leftover wicks, you know, that black stuff. Most people, Erev Shabbos, toss out that oil with the wicks in the garbage. They start fresh. That's what Shimon and Rebuda say. Those wicks, 
ruin it for you. Wicks are mukta. Right? We, we even said the whole problem of extinguishing flame is to make a wick. A wick is mukta. So now we have a problem. We have a little bit of a problem to what we just said. Oil is more valuable than a wick. Right? If I'm going to just go, plain math, that cup of oil cost me $2. I have on the bottom, I don't know, 35 cents worth of oil left over. This broken wick is worth about two pennies. I don't know how much it's worth. So my oil is worth more. Just simple math. My oil is, why do Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon say that it's considered a buses of Dover Asr and it's Yinalara? The, 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 the wicks are worth more or equal and therefore I cannot carry it. You just told me if it's worth if the mutter is worth more, you let it carry it. Omar Says Abaya according to Rashi, we're talking about in a special place. You're right. Typically oil is worth more. But over here in Glila, the wicks are, are it's just supply and demand. They don't have wicks, so the wicks are so valuable, they have more value than oil. I found this amazing when I bumped into this Taisvis. You gotta see this. Taisvis Dibra Maskal Biglila Shano. Four lines down. Says Taisvis. I thought it was a mamish ashgacha pratishen kumayu. Look at this. What does it say here? You see this? Well, what's today? Today is crude oil has the lowest value of all time history. Minus thirty-seven dollars a barrel, if I understood it correctly. In other words, you have to pay me thirty-seven dollars to take your oil because. They're actually delivering the oil, the, the futures. They're delivering it on the first of the month. What are you going to do with it? you got to come with a pot and grab your oil. So therefore it has zero value. Says Taisvis, in Galil, they had so much oil that it was worthless. Unbelievable. I thought it was Marashash Gachapratis. That day that it became worthless, the oil, is the day that I find it in Taisvis, that there's such a concept. Rav Shem, that a wick is worth more than oil. A, a burnt wick more than oil, oh, here in Taisvis. Unbelievable. If I would have learned it a month ago, I wouldn't have understood what Taisvis is talking about. Rav Shemen, they have so much oil that, that, that a wick is worth more. Who So it doesn't make sense, Taisvis. No, today it makes a lot of sense. Omar Abayyo Begli Lishon. Levi Bar Shmuel Ashkichit. Yeah? We got a new guy joining. Laser Carmel. Shom Aleichem Reb Laser Carmel. How you doing? I have, there's also another new guy. Eitan, Eitan, or I, I mean, I, I don't know if he's new, but I've never said hello to him. I see him every single day from the first day of brachas. Eitan, he's also a new guy to me. Eitan, if you don't come over to me on the first day we get back to the session, give me a big hug, you're in big trouble. All right. Shalom Aleichem, new guys. Two new guys today. <laughs> he's there every single day, never said hello, never garnished. Somebody should unmute him. I don't, I don't even know what he sounds like. Again, a bunch of names. Basically, we have Rav Abba Rav Huna that asked the question. You have a bed. Uh, Rashi says it's a coppersmith. They used to go from town to town. So they, they used to carry their beds on their shoulders. So you can't just carry a bed. So you have this device that, you know, these poles that go fit into each other very loosely. Mmela, can I put it together on Shabbos? Omrle, Shaper Dami. Yeah, 
No problem. Also, come the review of Omar. Rav Shmuel Dar Mitavayo Machzimita Shitavsim B'Shabbos Chayov Chatos. Oh, not only is it mutter, not mutter, your chayiv achatos is doiraisa. So Tyson talks about it over here in Oman Beis. That w- what's going on here? How's it possible? Rav and Shmuel say your chayiv a doiraisa, and he says no, it's hundred percent mutter. Go ahead and do it. So Tyson explains that the one that Rav and Shmuel are talking about is where it's not fitting loosely. It's very difficult to put together, like they fit in tightly, and therefore your chayiv doiraisa, whereas. Rav Huna was talking about a very loosely fitted one. Oh, so on, a, on, on one that's, that fits in very tightly, Yechai Vachatos. But the Gemara is asking, yes, he's talking about a completely different case, but it doesn't make sense that the same bed that he is saying that Yechai Vachatos, Rabbanon wouldn't make a gzera at all and say, oh, go ahead and, and put it together. At least they should say, don't do it, because if it's, if it's tight, Yechai Vachatos, so if it's loose, don't do it. What are they telling people? Go ahead and do it. That's the Gemara's problem there. So it says, that if you have a candelabra and you put in that last piece in there, you, you put in tight, you have a Now, by the way, I got an email here from our good friend Michael Cohen from uh, Philly, right? Where's Michael from? Where is he? He disappeared. He's in jail somewhere. I saw him. That's Avi in jail. Is he not on my screen now? Yo, Bergman. Everybody has Michael Cohen stuff. The kids are... Michael Cohen, who went to Yeshiva, he went to Tells. He knows how to learn this guy. So he says like this, I just wanted to tell you, you're doing a great job. Ever since he took over a week ago, he's, he's call, he says, I'm only here for a week. Your younger brother, Ellie, had an evolving policy not to offend anyone, <laughs> which made the share a little boring, it's been weeks since the jazz were taken at the Manchester guys, his wife, etc. In light of the current madness in the world, some humor would go a long way. Sincerely, Michael. He's saying that, you know, I'm uh, Ellie's older brother. Fine. P.S. I tried asking on the chat. Unfortunately, I did not donate an Arn Kaidish and do not have an unmuting credentials. You have to donate an Arn Yeah, $40,000 will get you the unmuting feature, 100%. You want it, Michael? Step up to the plate. Look, there's a couple of things still missing from the base measures. Go ahead. There's a reason why Avi and Om, these guys stepped up to the plate. Why do we say that the disassembled ready menorah is a problem of Makibah Patish? Why do you say that putting together menorahs, like we discussed elsewhere, such as Amitash al Prokim, we hold that something that is made to assemble and disassemble is Mutar? That's his question. Okay, see, Tamut Chacham from Tells. So hopefully we'll have an answer now. If it's tight, we said it's Isadar Raisa according to Rabin Shmuel. If it's loose, it says over here that it's Mamish 100, go ahead and do it. The Gemara is now asking from a Menorah, says Chayev Chatas. Kenei Sayodin. Yeah, I'm listening. Wow. And yeah, listen, if you send in a nice email with a good kasha, we'll unmute you too. That's worth more than $40,000. Whatever Avi donated, I don't even know. It's not even the money. Avi puts in his whole, he, he's a busy trial attorney, and he spends uh, who knows how much time dealing with all these people and the things and getting an a LLC and a, and a this and a that, whatever. Anyways, enough said. This is a Kanesha Sayyadim. What, you were going to say something, Michael? Other than that? No. Oh, okay. Good, so they unmuted you. 
You can leave him unmuted for 10 minutes. He deserves at least 10 minutes. This is a Kanisha Sayyadani. Literally, we still use this stuff today. Here's a painted brush on top of an extension pole. I just put it in here. As you see, different parts. You could screw them together. Mamish today, this is what they use. I want to get to the top of my ceiling. Instead, of, I don't have a ladder. I just go like this and I, I, I go a little lower. I undo one, put another one in, or go higher, whatever it is. So, Kanisha Sayyadim. Like, okay, a menorah going like this is mamish aser. Chayiv chatas, why? I'm finishing off the malacha. As Michael pointed out. This thing is not finished. Yes, I could reach over here, but guess what? In five minutes, I'm putting another extension and I'm going even higher. And then afterwards, I go like this. I'm not done. It's not like a menorah, I'm done. I'm not done. Fine. It's no, they sell this in every Home Depot. What are you kidding me? I had I had one in, in, in my house in Chicago. I couldn't reach the the light bulbs, so I had this huge twenty-two foot extension pole or something. You put the light bulb in and you go like this, you know. But you know, sometimes it's lower, sometimes it's higher. Those are the, the the better ones. I just had to look hard to find this. These are the screw ones. The ones today just you know you. Untighten and you pull, and then you just tighten and it goes. Not that. That that's probably not so awesome in Shabbos. I'm talking about putting together a pole, one piece to another. The sky mall, that's old fashioned. They wouldn't have that in sky. The sky mall is the, the the you push a button and it goes, so you don't even have to turn it. It's just like battery operated extension. Pneumatic. He says, listen, it's uh if you put this pole together, it's potter, and every time we say Mr. Shabbos potter. It means Asr. Rabbi Simoyer, oh my gosh, we're running out of time, Rabbi Simoyer. Rabbi Simoyer, Karen Agulachayov. If I have a horn like this, it's a horn, but it's round, you need a professional to put it together. It's tight fitting. Asr. Chayov. Karen Pshuto, if it's a straight horn, nothing, anybody can put it together, potter. So, we have a big problem here. Over here it says that, it, like Rav and Shmuel, putting together Menorah, Chayev, Chayev Achatos. How are they saying that you could put a bet together? Says the Gemara, Inu They have another Brisa that says like them. This is You have these beds. Sometimes you put like a little platform on the bottom of the bed. If you have, I don't know what. If you want to raise the bed a little bit, I've seen that. You put, they, they actually make these little blocks that the, the leg of the bed fits in. And the, the legs of the bed, they just, you know, screw in. Oh, this is a really complicated word, but all it means is, I took this from the Pirish Chai without the color. In the arrow, this brown guy right over here, this holds the arrow in place, that you could aim it nicely. Could you see the brown piece? Okay, right over there. So the brown piece, if you put it in, you shouldn't put it back. Let's turn the page. And you shouldn't take a nail and just bang it in there. And if you put a nail in there, Now, so what's the raya to Rav Huna? And this is what Michael Cohen is talking about. If it's designed in a way, you hear Michael, if it's designed in a way where it comes in and out easily, so loose, 
then Reb Shimon Gamliel holds this motor. But even Reb Shimon Gamliel admits that if it was designed, that it could be tight, and you put it in loose, that's also awesome. It has to be designed that literally it floats, it comes in and out. So bottom line, what do we have here? If it comes out, if it's tight, Rav and Shmuel say, if it's loose, so we have a machloikis, if it's potter avalaser, or completely mutter. Rav Huna, when they asked him about this bed, he said 100% mutter, it's not potter avalaser. Mutter, 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 l'chatchila, go ahead and put it together again. As the Gemara says now, but there's another sheet that says, potter avalaser. Okay. They had one of these beds you used to put together every single day, and they put it together on Yantiv. What's your hava meaning you're allowed to do this? Because you're not putting it together with screws and putting all, you're just putting it together loosely. That's why it's okay. At the end of the day, it should be awesome to Rabbanon. What does Rabshim Gamliel just say? It's 100% mutter according to Rabshim Gamliel. Maybe, so so is that, that, that's where you got your halacha from? The mitah of this? Does that answer anything, Michael? It does. So there's a sheet that says that if it's very loose, no problem. You have one of these folding beds, whatever, they just put in a rod, but it comes right out, mutter. Is that very easy to put, take to, to, take apart? It comes in and out. It's made to do that. That was the whole point. Aha. Uh-huh. The stock on Lego relies on this specific header, this binion. But aha, uh-huh. but ain't binion vestir bekelim. But this is makabe patish. Lego is makabe patish, maybe. But, but it's meant to do that. If it's meant to open, it's meant to close. Mm-hmm. And it comes out easily. It comes off very easy, Lego. It breaks apart easy. I hear. So that's according to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. I don't know how we pass him. Says the Mishnah. We had this. So this is easy. You're allowed, we had this twice already. Just in the last two days, twice. You're allowed to catch a spark coming off a flame with a kli. However, you're not allowed to put water in it. The Gemara is going to say you're not allowed to put water in that kli, even Erev Shabbos. Because you're extinguishing the flame. Ask the Gemara the question that we had twice already. How can you put it there? You're canceling this Kli forever. At least for the Shabbos. If the Kli becomes Muktzah. Once the spark hits the Kli, a spark is Muktzah. Touches my, my vessel. My vessel is no longer Mutter to move. A spark... You can't touch a spark. Eventually, it's, it's nothing. And even that little tiny black speck on your plate, that's not enough to make your plate, your bowl, muktah. You're not to put water in a bowl. This is like your biyasi. Why? What if I have a flame coming and I take a, bo- a bunch of bottles of water, plastic bottles of water, and I put it around my flame, and my flame is going to come, and it's going to hit my bottle, and my bottle is going to explode, and water is going to extinguish the flame. So what do you do? So Rav Yossi says, 
That's called gram kibui. I am causing something eventually to extinguish. That's also. So over here also, I put water in the bowl. It's eventually going to come and extinguish. When my spark hits my bowl, it's going to extinguish the spark. Rabbi Yossi never discussed Erev Shabbos, Friday. He's talking about on Shabbos. And if you're going to say that our Mishnah, you're not allowed to put water with a bowl under a spark. He's talking about on Shabbos. No, it says in the Brisa that it's talking about even Erev Shabbos. It says in the Brisa, you could put, you could catch a spark on Shabbos and certainly before Shabbos. That's without water. You're not to do with water. May Erev Shabbos even on Friday. It says Mufurish and the Brisa even Erev Shabbos. Hello, Erev Shabbos means Erev Shabbos, and certainly you shouldn't put the water on Shabbos. But it's talking about even Erev Shabbos and not put water. Hello, Rav Ashi, Afilu Temer Abbanon. Shani Hocha Vaneshim Mikarev Es Kibuyai. Says Rav Ashi, according to Rashi, when I have a spark and I have water. What I could possibly do, potentially, I could lift up my water as I'm putting it there. I could put it closer to the spark and cause it to extinguish. And that's a problem of, of, of extinguishing a flame on Shabbos. Mimela, Rabbanon said that you can't even do it on a weekday. Taisis talks about, what about Xeril, Xeril, and isn't this far-fetched? Taisis, no. Rabbanon knew this is dangerous stuff. People do this all the time. They constantly extinguish sparks. We had to go all out and say no water, even Erev Shabbos, says Taisvis. Just a quick thing because we ran out of time. But this happens all the time. What about this? You guys are familiar with this? I've seen this in people's homes. I think even Noam has this in his house. No? You have this? Water on the bottom, oil on top. Yeah? Not the eight-minute daf glass. I'm talking about the oil on top of water. Why is that not extinguishing, as Taisus? Why is that different than putting water before Shabbos under a spark? Over here, you're going to have the sparks of the oil. As they get to the water, they extinguish. This is no. That's just, you're showing that you want that amount of oil. You're not trying to extinguish the flame. You're just saying, this is how much oil I want in my cup. That's different. Fine, I in Shaman Taisus, but it's an interesting point. Hadrun Allah Kira, Hadrun Allah Kira, Hadrun Allah Kira. Again, this is a Mishnah that we had and we discussed. We're very familiar that you're not allowed to bury or insulate hot food on Shabbos. And we said already that you're not, the Isser is B'moysef Hevel, when it adds additional heat to your food. What are these different materials that you could do atmana with? You can't do atmana. In other words, what's Moisef Hevel? What's not Moisef Hevel? You cannot use, as the Gemara is going to say at the end, it's referring to the leftover olives. So you're going to ask, how does that add heat? So I went online, look yourself, and you'll see if you do a search for spontaneous olive pomace, You'll see that even they discuss it today, it does add heat. In fact, all biodegradable, anything that biodegrades adds heat. You know, your garbage can has heat in it. Your garbage. They could get this compost all the way up to 120 degrees. They could get it up to very, very big heat.
Fine. Manure certainly has heat to it. You could trap it. I was in a I was in a farm in Chicago that had on the way to Indiana. They have thousands of cows there. They take this stuff. It literally gives off energy. And salt, I guess, in certain ways. Lime. So lime is basically, um, again, it has, it has these, uh, what do they call it? Um, calcium oxide and uh, whatever. Bikitzer, heat. And not with sand. I don't understand that one 100%. Look into it. Maybe it adds some heat. Now, this first category are so hot, they emit so much heat, that even if it's dry, it doesn't matter, dry, moist, it gives off heat. Now, the second category is, also emits heat, but it has to be moist. Not with straw, and not with, Grape skins, Rashi says anything that's soft, like, like cotton, wool, any any moich, any kind of soft thing, and grasses, and that is only when they are moist. When they're dry. Says the Gemara real quickly. Are we talking about olives? This gefes? Maybe it's referring also to sesame seeds. Certainly olives, they give a lot of heat. This is what Menachem Mato was telling me all the way in the beginning. And this is a halacha It happens every day on Shabbos. You take a box and you put your food in there. That's called not moisef hevel. The box itself, the, the, the blanket, not moisef hevel. You're not allowed to take a blanket, a chalent covered blanket, a blanket that covers a chalent, and put it on top of a blech, on top of a plata. Why? Because the plata is underneath, it's moisef hevel, it gives up heat, it goes upwards. Your blanket, you're right, is not moisef hevel, but the combination of the two is no good. And that's why in Shabbos you cannot cover your chalent pot with a blanket. Now, what I did was on Yantif. I covered my chalm pot on Yantif with a blanket. That's okay, because you let it cook on Yantif. So, but it says olives. So, the Gemara wants to prove from here that our mission is talking about olives. So, Zaysim not. Our mission might be talking about sesame seeds. This particular halacha of having the moist of heaven underneath, no, I'm get ready. This halach is only referring to something hot, like olives, or a plata. Okay, if the sesame are underneath, it's not going to give enough heat to make the not moisef hevel blanket usher. But if you take a pot and sink it into a whole pile of shumshum seeds, then it'll be usher. But there's no right what our mission is talking about yet. Have a wonderful Gishmak Adera Boisai. Shirem Alois. 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 Shirem Alois.